You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. I'm Tom Davis and as ever I'm joined by my guy, Joe Cole. How are you big man? How's your brother. week been? Chill, bro. Chill. Do you know what I did? That uh, my one of my favourite things to do, Joe, is I jet washed the uh, jet washed the patio yesterday. Have, have, yeah. you done the, have you done the old jet washing? No. The, the missus was trying to get me to do it the other day, and I'm just like, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, I just I, so I got I, I rung up and my gardener did it, but then I was looking at he was there all day, but I was looking. It looked quite fun actually. Like he was like spraying it, and I thought well, I've missed the trick there. I've, I've I'll show you done now. It. This is a secret in life. I'm going to give you a life hack here, Joe, right? Go on, mate. It's a very enjoyable chore for me. Yeah. There's a lot of chores out there, Joe. That's one of the ones where I, I make a fuss about, like, oh, no, I don't really want to have to do it. I'm not really looking. But actually, it's a, it's a complete joy. It's like basically shooting stuff. It's, it's a real, it's a real, I, I love every minute of it. Yeah, do you know what, mate? Next time I might do it. He weren't cheap as well, the geezer, as well. Maybe give me a discount. I'll give him a little mention on this later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. If, if next time it needs doing, just get on the old WhatsApp and I'll come around and do it for you. Oh, mate. Oh, that'd be unbelievable. As long as you do it without your shirt on, big man. For the <laughs> Always, housewives. And, for the housewives. <laughs> I look like Homer Simpson in your back garden. <laughs> uh, how's your week been, my man? It's been good, mate. It's been good. I've been... Like I said, like for everyone out there, you, you try and make the best of it, don't you? And you try yeah, and keep healthy and eat well and spend some time with the family in this lockdown and uh, we'll all be out and uh, hand about soon. Oh, fingers crossed, Joe, fingers crossed. And, and obviously we had the added bonus this week if we had England on a couple of times since we last spoke. Um, mate, you, you called it last, you think last last time you called Jack Grealish, you, you said like, I mean, he was silly odds, right? We were talking about for him to start the first game. I know. Now evens with Coral to start for England at the uh, at the Euros. I mean, man of the match displays. He, he looked great, didn't he this this week? Oh yeah, I, I'm not going to get blown by trumpet, but as soon as I've got it out, I did call it. <laughs> I did deny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I I love Jack. I played with him at Villa. I was mesmerised by his talent early on. Like he was just, he was. A, a, he's one of them footballers. He's a pleasure to play with because yeah. he'll take the ball in any part of the pitch, and there's just his personality, he implements his personality on the game. And he's such a good kid. I mean, sometimes I get asked the question, Tom, you know, what's he like as a lad? You know, because he's got the, you know, he's got the air cut, the shin pads yeah. and all that. And people might perceive that maybe being a bit flash, but he's really humble, really down to earth, just loves his football. And I'm just, everything what he brought in them three games, I think, that, that encapsulates what England need going forward. You need a player who can, in, Big games, big moments, take the ball, drive you up the pitch, make something happen, win free kicks, dangerous free kicks, which he did. And I just was so pleased for him. And I'm, I've, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been blowing the arm for him for years now. For, I think he needs to be playing. He needs to, he's, a, he's born for international football. And just so pleased it went so well. But also, you've got to give a mention to, um, to Mason and Foden as well. And Declan. Deck, deck, yeah, one of the boys. Brilliant. It's a weird one where you, you know, obviously, that you know, when, when we put this first one out and people talk about um, midfielders and the midfield that England potentially have, I thought Mount and Rice, I thought Mount had a, you know, great against, you know, he, he, mm. I think for me, I, I, you know, I think Jack Reedish is a great. What I love about Mount 
and I said it last week, what really impresses me with Mason is that every time you feel like he's got an obstacle, he's got something in his way or someone's going, oh, you mm. know, he's going to move down a pecking or he does something to go, no, 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 I'm still as good as anyone in this team. And that's, yeah. the, that's the sort of, I think that's the sort of fire that really impresses me with a player, you know? Yeah, I think that, and you're, you're bang on there, mate. And uh, as a footballer, especially if you're going to be at Chelsea, you know, you've got to accept that challenge because there's always someone coming through the door. They're going to pay big money trying to, you know, replace you. I mean, every year I was at Chelsea, they spent, uh, you know, must have been trying to tell me something. They were spending fortunes on buying players in my position. It would be Sean Wright, <laughs> Phillips, you know, uh, uh, Varon, uh, Maluda, uh, Robin was there when he like all these great, all these great players. You have, you have to compete, but Mason's got the right attitude for that. But you know what? I was, I was thinking to myself watching the game. You got Mason and Declan who were like been like best yeah. mates since like seven or eight. And I'm a big believer in relationships on the pitch. And I thought to myself, you know, they looked like they was, you know, they were saying there was there was there was there was a connection there. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and they look like they it must be so pleased proud for their families but you know for them two together to be looking over each other and saying like look we're playing for England here my, my worry is that they're, they're like that feeling so much that they can I mean I, I can't see Mason coming to West Ham um, so uh, do you think I mean with this sort of you know the flurry of these players coming through if you're Sancho Rashford Sterling I mean Sterling you know you sort of he's sort of bobbing but are you looking over your sh- shoulder a bit and thinking is a manager going to change things up we've got you know potentially play Mason and and Jack what are you looking for that midfield who are you looking for just in that midfield well I think Dex Dex in there what he brings I don't think there's anyone else who's got the quality I think Eric Dyer can play midfield but he doesn't really play there for in that holding role anymore so I think as far as holding roles go Declan's got the full package he can he could break the play up He's, he's he's competent on the ball, he's intelligent, he's driven, he, he's a real team player that can knit together. I think it's Declan and I think one other next to him in a two and I think that's going to be, obviously Henderson brings the experience, Henderson's a top player, but also you've got Mason, certain games, I think I think it'd be one of them with a luxury Gareth will have where he'll play certain players for certain games and I think, you know, say if you need to break someone down, it'll be Mason in there next to Deck. You know, trying to probe, trying to because he can score a goal, and then maybe in a big game you might put Henderson, Mount, and Deck in there. Do you know, if you got yeah. if you're playing a Spain or someone like that. So yeah, but it's great to see Declan's goal. I remember his first goal for England. We uh, asked my first goal was a friendly against um, Serbia and Montenegro. It was a free kick. We won two one, and uh, I was so charged after scoring it, big man. I, I, I Beckham come off of the first half. I've bowled into the. I was just, like buzzing. And he was the captain. I was a young so I've gone, that's, I've shouted, I've gone, that's, that's you on free kicks now, Bex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? As a youngster doing that, like, where my, I, I used to get so charged if I'd scored a goal, but I was just like, I thought, and as soon as the words come out, I thought, oh, you can't say that to the captain. What are you doing? What's do you he know said what I mean? to you? What's he said back to that? Ah, he had nothing back then. He had nothing for me, Geese. No, he, I think he just put it, like, probably thought, oh, I will put this boy in his, in his, in the, in the pocket, in the, in the, but I'll let him have his moment. Yeah. I mean, this talking of, of England goals, Joe, your, your finest, but like, people still, like, when, when I said I was doing this with you, people still talk about, you know, that strike against Sweden, right? That's, that was a goal. I mean, you go back to that. What was the feeling like for that? Mate, that was that's a mate. You know what? As well, as I talked to you the other day about this, I said I played over seven hundred games in my career, scored over hundred goals. 
people only talk to me about that goal. <laughs> Chelsea fans might talk to me about the goal against Man United, but you, you, all that twenty-year career, all the, the games, all the tough games, and that, and it all people. If it people only remember you for one or two moments, but that's across the board. Every footballer, you say, yeah. if I said to you, Michael Owen, what are you going to say to me? Yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. Nineteen ninety-eight, the goal. Michael scored hundreds and hundreds of goals. You know what I mean? Or, you know, so yeah, it was a great moment. And at the time, you, you just think it's, they're going to be coming in. You know, that sort of goal will be, be all the time. But you just, but you know, it's a special moment. I'm, I can't, if I go out with my mates down the pub and someone comes up and mentions it, I get absolutely battered pelts. They go, are you fucking still dining out on that goal? <laughs> they just hammer me, do you know what I mean? The thing about scoring a goal like that in, in a tournament as well for England is there's there's not a lot of moments where, I think as well, because that was the first game, right, that tournament? Uh, no, it was the third game of the first. And Michael got injured, right? Michael done his knee, yeah. Yeah. And for that, for me, that was when, you know, we we had Michael injured. Uh, then Wazza was not really right at the yeah. time. Uh, Crouchy was emerging, but he, Crouchy always need not always needed, but he was better with a foil. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Sven didn't pick Defoe. He went with Walcott, and oh, Walcott yeah, was yeah. still a baby at seventeen. A fantastic career he's had, but um. You know, we sort of uh, losing Michael in that game was was a big blow for us because he was he was a, a fantastic. I love playing with Michael. You know, I love playing with any striker who, who had great movement. You know, yeah, yeah. he was top player. Yeah, we're talking about strikers with great movement, great strikers. That's a great link, Joe. Mate, you're getting good at oh, this. Just mate, it's almost as if I know what I'm doing. Let's let's bring on our guest for today, <laughs> Mr. Darren Bent. Yes, Darren. Yeah, what's that? Bent, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Barnett's looking unbelievable, by the way. So I remember you playing for Ipswich uh, yeah. back in. I think would you have been? A, you'd have been in a championship when we're standing in a championship, then, right? Yeah, Division One. Yeah, Division One. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old school, mate. That's proper old, old school. school. Yeah, because that's that's a that that's a tough education, right? When you're coming through, like playing like like that, right? The, the sort of like old Division One or Championship, whatever you call it. Yeah. It's, it's a real. It's a tough division. I remember when. When West Ham got relegated, I think it was a year maybe you left, Joe, maybe, mm. or the first when we were down in Championship. I remember just thinking how much harder this looks than the Premier League for a footballer. So hard, man. Division One is so hard because because back then you could get kicked for fun. Do you know what I mean? Like now you get protected, but back then, oh, it was horrible. And I'm going to just bring this up early, Darren. <laughs> I, it was many a time where you were talked about coming to West Ham. I think when you, you left Ipswich, then when you left Charlton, I think it seemed like, oh, at some point we we're going to get Darren Bent, and we we never did. When I went and I left Charlton, um, I went for a medical at West Ham. I was at the stadium, Upton Park, with, when Kerbersley was there. But um, the, the little bald fella, who was the owner? The little bald... Um... Egg Magnuson. Put He put me off. That's why I never signed. Yeah? Oh, really? Well, what, what, did he say? Yeah. what did he say? Just... So I came back from, from Miami early because um, I was obviously Kirby was like, let's get it done. So I flew back early and he pre- I was knackered and he basically said to me, um, you either sign the contract now or don't bother coming back. Really? So went, really? Right. Lyrics? Yeah. That's yeah, proper like, gangster, yeah. that, isn't he? He's just got... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an insane thing on that, right? When you talk about, like, and as, as a fan and hearing that's just like because that's what we need we needed a goal scorer at that time so but for both of you that question is like how much of a bearing like when you're going to sign for a club and you both sign for, for for a number of clubs how many how much what what goes into that is like you've got the manager you've got the chairman you've got the fans what, what's your thought process joe oh but like tom right listen 
for the fans out there, like you know, you'd be thinking it's a really slick operation and everything. Like it ain't like it, it, anything can happen. Like you said, Bentley turn up and a, a ball geezer's putting it on his toe about signing or not. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, it's all different. It's all different. Do you know, I went to Chelsea and um, it got. I think West Ham the deal got agreed in the in the day in the morning. And I got. I had to drive over to Kings Road. I sat outside a cafe while me um, my dad and my agent done the deal, and then by ten o'clock at night, I'd signed. You know, and that was a simple one. And then others are more protracted that, you know, you can go on and on. Every deal is different. And you try and weigh things up as a footballer, don't you, Ben? You try and think to yourself, is it the right move for me? Is it, you know, and then later on, is it the right for my family? You know, you've got so many things you've got to add up. And again, you just go with your gut instinct. And I made some good decisions and I made some some not so good decisions. And I'm sure Ben, it would be the same when 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 he moved. Yeah, I mean, there's some decisions that are horrific. Some, there, was yeah. a, there was a couple <laughs> where the, the one that I was, which kind of grinds on me now, is um, when I went to Fulham because I left I left Villa like Paul Lambert second go on loan, so I went to Fulham. I'd, I'd spoke to Alan Pardew, who's Newcastle manager, at the back end of the season before, so I was all set to go to Newcastle. Then Aiden Holloway got involved when he was in charge of Palace at the same time, so I had them two on the table, permanent four years. So Palace were pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And I remember getting in the car and then Martin Yo, who was in charge of Fulham, came out of nowhere and was like, well, what are you doing? Come to Fulham. And like an idiot, for some stupid reason, rather than go, I think because me and my missus didn't want to go back up to Newcastle, I paid for Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it kind of already ended badly when I left there mid-season. To go back up there and play for Newcastle, if things didn't go well there, I've got yeah. both sides hating me. So I'm thinking... What am I doing? So ultimately, I ended up going to Fulham on loan, which didn't work for a year, when I could have signed four years at Newcastle, four years at Palace. And I think that was one of the decisions. Because I was sitting outside um, Motspur Park at the time, training yeah. ground, I kind of thought, well, I can't really be bothered to, to then jump on a plane to Newcastle or go across London to Palace. So I ended up just doing it. And I think to myself, it's like I shouldn't have done. It's literally, as, as sometimes it's, it's as crass as that. It's like, yeah. you've got all these things and... You know, you'd, you'd think you'd be able, you'd be sitting in a room with your agent and all your advisors going through the pros and cons of everything, but you're like he's sitting in the car park thinking, oh, I can't be a bother to go down the north, spin around the north circle. I'm just what? signing for Fulham. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Sometimes even, like even when before I signed the contract, the contract was on the table because um, I think at the time I think Palace were offering me four years, mm. Newcastle were offering me three years, and even when the contract is in front of me, like Neil, he said to me, "Listen, Darren, I've got obviously let you know, Newcastle have just said right now." You've got here's four years, they're going to match whatever Palace are offering you. So, do you want to sign the contract? So, I've got my agent sitting next to me one side, I've got Fulham's chief exec sitting to me, and then the contract's there in my face. And I was like, now nah, we're here now, let's just get it done. But I think to myself, yeah. if I'd have just been a bit yeah. more patient, yeah, do you know what I mean? It would have been better. You'd have first, you'd have been loved at West Ham, Benny, because you know they love they love a goal scorer, don't they? Tom? Yeah. I mean, oh, it, man. One, one thing Benny's done all through his career, he scored goals. I remember. Right at the end of my career, me and Bentley played together at Villa. I didn't play much, but like I, now he's on. I'm, I'm going through uh, remembering what it's like. There was a period at my, my legs were gone. There's a period at Villa where my hip went, and I went to the um, I went to get a assessment from one of the specialists, and he's looking at my hip and he's done the scan and he's like, how, "Like, how are you playing?" I went, "Well." I'm not really. I was. I, I had a three month spell at Villa where I was trying to train, and then I couldn't because I, I was so desperate not to be injured and on the treatment table, I was trying yeah. to train and play with my left foot, right? Because my hip was gone. I couldn't even get 
like Tom getting out of the car to training. Yeah. You know when you have to lift your trousers up to pick your leg to get another yeah, thing. Yeah. How am I going in there and trying to be a Premier League player? So I was literally every I remember there was a three or four month spell where I'd be lying at the Belfry thinking, oh, I'm just gonna retire here. I'm just gonna retire because I'm I'm gone. But then the American thing come up out of nowhere and you talk about like, is it is it right for my family? So it's the only decision I've made. I've let my wife make. I said, listen, go out to Tampa and, and see if you like it. And if you like it, I'll go and sign. Because I still wanted to play. Yes. I, I love playing. And she went out there and and she got there. But she said she woke up and we're where we would be living on the, you know, on the bay was there. The sun was shining. She was going to oh. the beach and she went, I will sign. So I ended up going two and a half years. And you know what? It was the best decision I made. And it was my wife's decision. Do you know what I mean? So maybe I should have done that more in my career. <laughs> you know, let her choose what clubs I play for. But um, my, I went out there and this, just my hip healed up for, uh, miraculously. I think this, living in the sun and being relaxed and the level yeah. wasn't as, you know, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't sprint again for the rest of my career probably for two and a half years. I just was popping it about. But, but no, it's just, <laughs> so sometimes decisions are really, really, you know, I said, make, choosing clubs is hard, isn't it? Really, it's really hard because you're right. You've got you've got to weigh up so many different options, and like it's, I guess it, it's, it's difficult. As I found it was it was kind of tough towards the end of my career because when I was at Derby, I was at Derby, and I kind of knew like I was it was coming towards the end. Do you know what I mean? Like it was what was annoying me more than anything is that I could still score goals, but it was that the youngsters that were coming through, like some of them that couldn't really play, were just running past me. And yeah. towards the end, I was like, do you know what? I can't take much more of this. And I got I had a big, big injury my last year at Derby and went to Burton for the last part of the season. And after we, they got relegated, I went, you know what? Like, enough's enough. I just didn't want to hang on for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. keep trying to filter down. I said, enough's mm. enough. And I just hung them up. Let's get into to, to this weekend's game uh, games. And like where, where I look now, and it sort of pains me to say it a little bit, but, but that Spurs City game, I've got to say, when, when I look at that Spurs team and, and that front three now, I mean, it's it's terrifying. I mean, you know, I'm going to say it now, I, I, you know, and I will get abuse from West Ham. I've had a little bet on Spurs. There, there's fire, fire as eight to one, right? With Coral at the moment to win. I, I, I fancy them. Really? I, I, yeah, I fancy they're going to score goals. I think the one, I think Jose or Jose, I can't remember if know who's going to bring his consistency to that team. I think we're, we're in a place now where this, this season is going to be inconsistent. It's going to, you're going to have teams that go on little runs, your Everton's or whoever. I think Liverpool obviously are now in a position with, with what's happened along their whole back line up till January. That's going to be difficult. City, I think, are going to be up and down. And I think that consistency, and I think just what you're saying there, you two, is there's, that front three are going to score goals all year. So, I mean, you, you played with Bale, right? You signed with Bale for Tottenham mm. at the same time, Darren. Yeah, I did, yeah. And obviously, he wasn't the bell that we see, what we've seen for the last couple of years. I mean, he was young. Um, he didn't really play that much and he, he had a bit of a tough time. But I, I'm just, I mean, I listen, Spurs, I think their front line is fantastic. I think Sun and Kane, um, the combination them two have got, I think they've been absolutely super. Bell's not quite hit the, the heights yet, but you know that's coming. But I still can't see them doing it. Like, for some whatever reason, I don't know if it's mentally. I know Jojo Mourinho is a, a born proven winner and he, he wants to win trophies, but I think there's a breakdown in, in mentality between the players and, and the manager because they've been in this situation before and they let Leicester come and, and, and win the title. And I just think Harry Kane as well, like he's one of the best in the world, but can he stay fit? I think yeah. defensively they're, they're still a bit suspect. And I, sp- I still think they lack, cre- lack creativity. Do you know what I mean? For all the good players that they've got, they, they, they missed that, that, that Ericsson that in the middle of the park. 
Also, how much you, I don't know if you guys watched the, the, the series about them, uh, All or Nothing, but it was interesting for me. And, and that thing, you know, where it keeps on going, we haven't got any, we haven't got any arseholes, basically. We haven't got any nasty, pe- nasty guys in this team. And Say like, how he said it, big man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped a few C-bombs, didn't he, Gaffer? There's a few C-bombs knocking <laughs> around the floor of that dressing room, let's face it. But, um, but how much, like, how much do you agree with that? I think now don't. Listen, size doesn't matter. Aggression is a mindset. Aggression is, mm. you know, a, a willy like, like, and I think I'm with you in the sense that I think they got a chance this year, Tom. And I think it's hard to say that, you know, being a West Ham and a Chelsea player, but I, 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 you know, I know what the manager brings to the table and I know that I think they'll be there or thereabouts. But I think Jose's spot on when he's the way he's talking to them players. I think to, to install that winning mentality, that that weakness, that flakiness that we've seen over the years from Tottenham teams, I think that things like that does get ingrained in clubs. Yeah, it does, hundred percent. Bentley's right. When they got down to the wire and against Leicester, no, there will never be a better year for yeah. a team to win a league title than that year because that Leicester team that won it was a great story, amazing. But stars had to align for that to happen. So that was Tottenham's year to win it, and they got there and they they melted at the vital time. And they finished third. I think, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think Jose's, I, I think he's bang on what he's saying. And, and that, from what I took from that is he's trying to drill that message in about winning, about consistency, about standards. And, you know, it's interesting for me because I'm looking at it from the fact of when he come in at Chelsea, I just think the difference with when he come in at Chelsea, there was a slightly, there was a better base in place. But I think yeah. I do think that the boys at Tottenham are very talented. I think there's some super talented players. I love Kane. I love Son. I love Bale. I love you know. I think they're different classes. You know, and I, I'm worryingly. I think they'll be there or thereabouts. But it's interesting. I think Josie's. I think he's nailed on with the message. He's on point. If they can get that right, then they can challenge Spurs. Yeah, I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you think they're doing as well? I mean, you play like like going back to sort of to with Gareth. And, and, and like the guy that he's become, the guy we saw at Tottenham last time round, the guy we saw at Real Madrid. I mean, the, he was a machine. I mean, I, I remember seeing him play and just thinking he, he almost felt like he'd sort of like unlocked a key that he could just storm through teams. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like, what was yeah. he like when you played with him there, Darren? Yeah, you mean you're hundred percent right. I mean, it, it was quite funny because he was obviously quite small. He was quite small. He had that horrible record of uh, he didn't win a game for like two years, did he? Yeah. Every time Amazing, he played, they they, 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 they lost. But I remember I left and then we played against them one season and it was like someone had like, I don't know, slapped him or something and he was like a machine. He'd like been in the gym for like two years. He was yeah. massive. But, but to be fair to him as well, you, you, you've you got to say to him, like men, mentality, you've got to like kind of take your right off to him because there was a time, I, I was in the meeting when they tried to get rid of him and said that he was going to go to Forest. So for him to turn out and win yeah. four Champions League, go on to be one of the very, very best from where he was, that, that's a great mindset, which is why, again, I understand why some people like yourself being West Ham and Chelsea Chelsea connections are a bit concerned because we've seen Bale before. Like mentally, he's strong. Do you know what I mean? For mm. two years at Real Madrid, he's had fans on his case. They've wanted to get him mm. out. They said he's been terrible, and he yeah. just basically stuck stuck there and taking it all. So yeah. we know full well once he gets his legs under him and he starts to perform like the Bale we know. If they can get that right this season, then they've got a great opportunity. But I just still think, as you said there, Joe earlier, when he, Jose went to Chelsea. Your team was very that your team was unbelievable. It was just about getting over the line. I still think this team's underbelly is a little bit soft. Mm. Like they've got good players, but I just don't know if they've got the real 
drive to go in and win because it's going to get there's times in the season where it's going to get really really tough have they got the players with the right kind of mm. mindset and mentality they can get past that and then go on and on and on like great teams can do just picking up one thing you say about the meeting there with with ba- the bail meeting when they're talking about the like forest the him potentially going to forest at spurs how how does that work as well just as an outsider looking in where who was in that meeting and how like is that we was that you as one of the sort of like elder statesmen or one of you know was that a players thing or was that just so you some, everyone sort of like a chat between you or how does that work out <laughs> nah, basically it was a, it was kind of a meeting of really we was having a bit of a tough time uh, at the time. I was having a tough time. Bell, there was a few of us in there, and it was just kind of a, a conversation to kind of just see well, like, where where we're at. Do you know what I mean? Like like Harry said to me, like to be, you need to be giving us more. Uh, he had a guy, David Bentley. He had a, a fair a fair go. A few of us, and obviously called Gareth Bell a few names and said that he's not strong enough and all this. So it was, it was kind of one of them to be fair, where it was a bit of an eye opener. Yeah. After that very after that very meeting you got on the training pitch, you went. It was like I'm going to show him. I'm not having this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes you need that. Yeah. You, yeah. Some, you, you can't be too soft. So there was, there was a number of us that kind of come out of that meeting and goes, all right, I'm going to show you that you ain't going to talk to me like that. And if anything, it kind of worked really. Mm. Yeah. I mean, obviously it worked because he went on to be one of the best players <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want about Harry, but he nailed that yeah. right on, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, that's management, isn't it? That's, that's, that's yeah. it. That's it. He, he's got you and he's put a rocket up the uh, proverbial when he's, you know, and, and players respond. And, you know, Harry's very much, I think, you know, he's very underrated in the sense Harry would never have been on the pitch doing tactics. He's never going to be a no. Pep Guardiola, is he? No. But no. he can light the fly, fire in certain players and he can, doesn't work for everyone, but he can, you know, he's got a great record of getting the best out of players and good signings and things like that, you know, in, I find him yeah. as just as a guy. Like if you just chat to him yeah. on the phone, you feel like compelled. To, nah, I mean, mate. I will tell you as well. If you're trying to do a comedy show with him, uh, it's, it's pretty hard to follow. I've done I've done live <laughs> shows with Harry, and I'm like, you ain't follow. He's a fun, he's got the best stories in the world. And, and bring, what brilliant. I love about Harry is you could just literally be chatting, and you go, uh, if you were talking about Tampa or whatever, and he'd be going, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I, pl- I played with Pele uh, in America. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, played with Pele. It's like, yeah, yeah, nice geezer as it goes. It's just like, like yeah, yeah, but not even like dropped as a big big name it's like wow where did that come from mm. um i mean i'll get a prediction from you both here just quickly on on, on spurs man city what are you both thinking i'm gonna go man city 3-1 what oh yeah, wow yeah. darren I, th- I think everyone's on their case a little bit i managed to see i think at some stage they're gonna get it right i'm yeah. just they're gonna get it right yeah i think man city are in a transitional period at the moment and i think where i think it's gonna the base of it needs to come this transition this new man city team laporte and diaz need to stay fit <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. Majority of the games. And then you've got something, because they haven't had a centre-off. They've won all these things. The anomaly of Man City is they've won all these trophies without having a regular centre-off pairing. It was company and, and another, usually. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they switched around. But all the great teams, Man United team, Vidic and Ferdinand, uh, Terry and Cavalio at Chelsea, you oh. know, Ad- Adams oh. and Keown. You yeah, know, yeah. so they've done it without that. So I really like Diaz. I really like Laporte. They've got to keep themselves fit. And I've, I think... If they do that, they've got the basis there. This is where I think as well, I'm going to throw, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a lyric at it now, big man, right? I think this year, I think Aguero's going to, I think this will be his last year at Man City. Yeah. And I just I hope they sign Matt. I hope they sign Messi. Imagine yeah. that. Cause then the only player you can replace Aguero with is Messi. And I just love to, I'd love Ooh. to see him in the Prem. I'd Me love too. to imagine him. But like even at 34. Yeah. 
Imagine him in that team and imagine, back with Pep. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I think if Pep stays, I, I think you could potentially, I think it, it, he will dare go, he'll push it and think, right, this is going to be the reinvention of Man City and Haaland. I'd, I'd like to see Haaland over here. I think me too. Yeah, me Haaland too. Of, Haaland and Messi in the same team. Oh, my Ooh. God. You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Coral on the lookout for the nation's most dedicated fan. Each month, Alan Shearer will select a winner to receive £1,000 to spend on football experiences of their choices. At the end of the season, one winner will get £10,000 to fuel their passion for the beautiful game. Visit footballfanoftheyear.co.uk to enter yourself or to nominate someone you think's an amazing fan. You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. So let's move on to Liverpool versus Leicester. And uh, Darren Bent, uh, I mean, here for me, I'm buzzing for this. Just looking at that, you know, the Liverpool, I loved Liverpool last year. I thought they were incredible. I thought they were credit to the Premier League and just football in general. I thought they were amazing. But, you know, you can't look past these injuries that they've had. And then coming up against Jamie Vardy, who just is like, you know, Jamie just seems, I love Vards. And I just think what I love about him is he just, he's evergreen, isn't he? It's just like he's just always going to score goals. I mean, this is such an interesting. I mean, what do you what do you think there, Darren? I mean, you're obviously a massive Vardy fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I love him. Absolutely love him. I mean, for the fact that he's 33 and he can still run like he can, um, yeah. the hung the hunger that he's still got for someone who's is won a Premier League, is won a Golden Boot. But I think the the, the blessing for himself was obviously retiring from international duty because he, yeah. he understood that I'm always going to play second fiddle to Kane. I'm never going to get the kind of runner games that I want in the national team unless I play wide. And there's no point playing a Jamie Vardy wide. No. You're not going to get the best out of him. So Leicester benefited from that. And he's been absolutely superb. His movement, I said his pace, his finishing's got better. Because I always felt that he had all the pace in the world. But in front of goal, he was a little bit, at times, rash. Like he just yeah. put his foot through it rather than there was no composure. Now he's, he's added composure to his game. I think his link-up play's got a lot better. And then yeah. obviously Brendan Rodgers has added these good players around him. I mean, he's been one of the best for a number of years now. And again, he's up there. Has he got eight goals already this season? Yeah. I mean, he's been superb. With Vardy, with him being 33, Ian Wright, you know, where he had that late, you know, Ian Wright went and scoring goals 35, 36, yeah, yeah. 37, you know. And I think Vardy could be that guy because he's so determined to keep it going because he's, he's had half a career, ain't he? That's how good he yeah. is. He, he didn't really get to the Prem until he was 25. Yeah, yeah. Because of the journey where he come through non-league and... And working in a factory is a great story, and because of that, he's got this 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 evergreen this um this energy at thirty three. Yeah. He, he plays like a twenty three year old. Yeah, he, he very his movements top notch, and I agree, he's consistently getting better as well. All aspects of his game are improving. I mean, don't rule out the fact as well. Maybe you know, come the tournament, you know, if there's injuries, you might be one of them where you you bring him in with the squad because. There's been no defender in world football who would have an enjoyable day marking Vardy. No. Like, there's no. nothing impossible because of the way he plays. He's a nightmare for defenders. But also, that whole Leicester team. We, we, West Ham, I went to West Ham when we played them at their place last year. And obviously, you know, it's, you know Liverpool were incredible last season. But if I'm honest with you, that Leicester team absolutely tore us to pieces. Do you think now that Brendan could actually be looking at this league now, looking at the consistency, looking at how it's working out and going, you know what, we could actually quietly go about our business and we could actually make a bit of a challenge here again? 
I do, yeah. Okay, I think they've got the squad to do it. And they're, they're still missing players, by the way. I mean, indeed, he's still out as well. Yeah, and he's yeah. a top player as well in that, in that, yeah. in that holding role. Yeah. I think Fafana's coming and he's been brilliant. Yeah. So I think, the, I think the squad is there for Leicester to do it. And Brendan Rodgers is a fantastic coach. I've always been a big fan of his. Um, he, he'll know how to get the job done. And, and a lot of them players like Vard and a couple of these players, they, they know kind of what it takes. And, and while everyone's talking about other teams, Spurs and Cities and Liverpools, as you said there, there's, there's no real pressure on Leicester. Do you know what I mean? They'll just keep going about their business, keep winning games, what they're doing. And to the point, a, a number of teams could be sitting there again going, hold on a second, dear. They've, they've done it again. Yeah, they're like, they're like mm. five or six points clear, and they never look like they're going to relinquish that lead. So I think they're in with a great, great chance. But I think the fact that no one's talking about them as like they're talking about Spurs and Liverpool and teams like that, I think that's playing into their hands. Uh, I mean, Joe, you worked with Brendan, didn't you, at Chelsea and at Liverpool? Mm. What what's he like? Did you enjoy working with him or? He's um. <sighs> He's got. <laughs> no, he, he didn't work for me. He didn't work for me. Do you know what I mean? It didn't work no, for me. I've known you for a while, Joe Cole, right? And don't play poker. Like, no, no, I'll don't give you this. I'll give you this compliment, Joe. I usually say, what's he like? And you'll go, no, 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 he's a good kid. He's, he's all right. He's all right. He's, he's your first time. I thought that there was a delay on it. He's a good geezer. He's a good geezer. He's a lovely fella. And he's a, he's a, he's a cracking manager. He's a cracking manager of, of you know, his, his record speaks for itself yeah. in a sense where, like you said, he's gone up to Selwick and, and done, you know, didn't pull up, you know, done what he'd done at Selwick, didn't he? One yeah, of yeah. trophies, but you're Benny laughing. <laughs> he, um, but he's, he's very, very good, Tom. Very good. He, he sets his team up well. Um, he he organises the Leicester team playing the every team. Biggest bit credit I can play Brendan is every team he has plays in his image and I think all yeah. great managers have that you know you you can if you can go you can go and see a Tony Pulis team yeah. you know it's Tony Pulis team yeah. I think yeah. you'll see the same with Brendan the way they play they build in front of back good movement athletic um, so yeah so like I've got no, no, nothing bad to say about Brendan just didn't work for me and I, I think he's a very good manager but I think it's in the balance for Leicester at the moment Brenty's right they've got great players great squad but are they going to compete? I don't think they will. I, I don't. I don't personally think they will, and I don't think they will next year either. But I think it's, it's for Brendan now. It's a very important period for for Leicester because then nobody's talking about them, and they need they need to make a big splash over the next two three months and get up there. So we're talking about Leicester again in a sense where you can put them next to a Tottenham and or wherever it is. But he, listen. There's a lot to do, I think, at Leicester to, to get closer to like a Liverpool Man City, whereas at Chelsea or Spurs, I think they're a little bit closer. Joe, mate, you are being, you're being very diplomatic and you're being an absolute gentleman here. But, but, but what didn't work for you there with Brendan? I mean, obviously, it's just maybe it's personality clash or what? No, do, do you know what? It, maybe I wasn't the player at 31, which he remembered from Chelsea. Yeah. I got a lot of injuries, you know. But it was a time when my, that period in my career where I was picking up injuries, so I never got the momentum going. So I couldn't be the player I was two years before, three years before. So there was that to it. There was an issue with my wages with the club coming in, the new owners coming in, they wanted to do that. Looking back on it now, if we was to have a chat about it, I think he, he could have communicated the club's position better to me Yeah. in the sense straight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a couple of things in the media and things like that, which was a little, look, now, it's irrelevant now, Big Ben. If I see Brendan, that now is, we're, we're, we're fine. You know what I mean? It's football, things happen. But I think there would have been 
occasions where Brendan, 10 years down the line as a better manager, would have managed it better. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Maybe me looking back as a, a nearly a 40-year-old man would have probably acted a little bit different and, and maybe had a bit more self-awareness of where I was at that time as a player because I wasn't the player I was previously. But um, there's no, no certainly no uh, grudges, a real feeling. It just was circumstances where I think it, it could have been handled a lot better from everyone involved. Mm. Yeah. Darren, when, when like you look at now sort of turning this to li- like Liverpool now, you look at this uh, as a centre forward and you're thinking Van Dijk's out, uh, Gomez is out, Matip's out, uh, Fabinho's out. Are you there going, God, fuck it, I fancy this now? Yeah, you would. I mean, when, when, even when Van Dijk's there, you, you tend to go, all right, for instance, like when I'd play against, say, Chelsea's back line when Joe was there and it was Carvalho and Terry. Yeah. I was, obviously, I knew that JT was better than Carvalho, but then, but then Ricky was really, really good. So I used to try and have to pick the lesser of the better two. So I'd maybe try and get on the back of Carvalho and try and get him behind JT. And the same at Man United with Rio and Village. Like I used to try and keep well away from Rio because he was way too good. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he, he had everything. Yeah, so I'd yeah, try yeah. Which was hard. So when you, as a centre forward coming up against this Liverpool back line with no Van Dijk, no Gomez, no Matip, Jamie Vardy's going to be licking his lips. And I can, I can tell you now that the, the back four, whoever plays for Liverpool that day, is going to be having nightmares about Vardy's playing against them. So Vardy already knows that he's in their head because I would know that I was in their head because yeah, he's scoring yeah. goals, he's playing really well. Um, he's, he's, again, he's up there with the top goal scorers. He, he's, he's electric at the minute. And we know that Liverpool are conceding goals. So if you're a youngster, like it's Reese Williams or whoever it is, Matip, coming up against Vardy, they already know what kind of game they're in for. So there's going to be a little bit of panic in there already. And it's just about Vardy, which he does really, really well. One thing that he does that people kind of don't really see is that he kind of feeds off that. Like he yeah, kind of yeah. knows yeah. When whoever he plays, whether it be Arsenal or teams like that, he kind of knows where he's got their number. And I think he's going to look at that back line and I think he's going to give them absolute nightmares. It's so important, the first 20 minutes of the game, you've got, you've got to put the Liverpool back four, you've got to put them under pressure, you've got to make them yeah. nervous, you've got to make them panicky, ain't you? So if I was Brendan this week, I'd be working on, you know, whatever system he decides to play, but I'd be working on this, particularly the first, you've got to put doubt in their mind. So you, you're going to have to, getting behind there's going to have to be penetration you know even to the point where we go right listen that's the first 20 minutes we'll, we'll let them because Liverpool will play out whoever plays centre yeah. half and we're going to go trigger bang as soon as it's going to you put a pressure on him and you put yeah. doubt in their mind and you make it because no matter Liverpool whatever the noise is coming out there they'll be sitting there thinking as it's going to go with this new back four without Van Dijk yeah. without Gomez you have to as Leicester and every other team was playing against Liverpool early on you have to put him under pressure and turn him it would have been like all the football it would have been better if the crowd were in there because um, the crowd can the crowd Anfield would be more anxious now without Van Dijk because you know as fans you, you'll get a bit you'll yeah, yeah. pent up because you don't know so for Leicester now it's, it's about applying a pressure early as a team you're taking yeah. a few more risks pressing high and I think I think if they can do that Leicester can go out, can go and win the game yeah and Salah's out as well, is right? He's Salah's yeah. out, which is big for them. Yeah, big characters, big characters to lose. Yeah, team. Are you both now? Are you both going Leicester? I'm going Leicester. I am. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I'm going Liverpool. Really? You going <laughs> yeah, Liverpool? I'm going, I'm going Liverpool. Yeah, I think they've got way too many. I know their back lines in tatters, but they've got way too many players up the other end of the pitch. Mane's and Jotters and Firmino's and these type characters, man, that on their day can mm. literally torture anybody. 
I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to say now, I'm, I'm going a big 4-4 draw. I think it's going to be an absolute... 4-4? Ah, what, go... <laughs> what price on Coral? What price on Coral for that? I, I don't know what price on Coral. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put them out of nowhere, Joe. <laughs> four, four. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm calling that note. I think it will be a high-scoring draw. 4-4. Wow. Good chat. Yeah. Good there chat. There we go. Right. Darren, it's been an absolute joy chatting to you, mate. Um, top as man. always, top lad. Cheers, Benny. I will be top man. Thanks for having me on. I've just heard now that four all right. That's one hundred and fifty to one there with Coral Joe. So, uh, Oof. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a nibble there, mate. Are you gonna have a little? Just because I'd love to, I'd love to see how much you'd be having yourself next week if it is four four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over that, mate. I tell you, I, tell, I, I, I will treat you. I'll treat you to a nice bit of dinner. Post lockdown. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Love it. Right. We need to, big things, right? Every great podcast, what we need here, Joe, is we need a little hashtag going for us, okay. for people to hashtag us in, to ask questions, uh, to get get in touch with us. So, so you got any ideas? Hashtag big man, little man combination. Oh, that's very what good. Quinn and like Phillips. Quinn and Phillips. I like to think big man, little man. That, big that, man, I, little man, yeah. Going but old school, Joe, is the best type of strike force. And that's what we're Flick-ons, trying to do. mate. Oh. I would just be reading them flick-ons off your lovely Mate, head. Mate, so you know, all I'm doing, <laughs> all I'm doing off my bald dome, off my lorry old head, all I'm doing every every day, Joe, is I'm getting ready for that soccer aid next year where I'm just getting ready for those little knockdowns. I can't wait, mate. I can't wait, front. honestly. But by, by, by this time next year, we keep doing this show, just a natural, like, synergy, it will be like Sheringham and Shearer, wouldn't it? Like, oh, do mate. you know what I mean? Like, you'll be like, we'll be going down for breakfast at soccer aid, <laughs> And I'll just have your eggs waiting for you. How you like them? <laughs> you sort of pepper bang. Uh, mate, do you know what? That, that, you having my eggs ready for me is a bigger dream than playing in soccer. Oh, just you making my it'll, breakfast. It'll my be a pleasure, mate. It's been a joy as always. I can't wait for next week. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral with myself, Tom Davis, and my guy, Mr. Joe Cole. Thank you, Joe. Love you, big man. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.